1: Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson and I'm your host. Today is July 17th, 2012. So uh, today has been just a great day. I was down in Santa Monica with my friend Amy Lee Coy and uh, we saw some uh, street guys who also were a little bit high and a little bit drunk and uh, they were asking us for money so that they could go to their gay hobo festival that was up in San Francisco or somewhere like that. And so I wound up, I always carry my is-12-step-not-working-for-you postcards, and I gave them my card and told them, that there were other choices, and they got really excited. One of them did. He was really kind of funny, and he said he had been, you know, I was sent to AA, and, you know, they told me that I was an alcoholic. And anyway, it was really kind of funny. His friend came over, and he was calling himself an addict, and I just told him that he wasn't one. And I said, you know, there's smart meetings. And he's like, where are they? I want to go. And uh, so it, it was really uh, an interesting uh, meet-up with, um, they were homeless guys and calling themselves hobos. But when I told one of the guys, who was pretty high, but not high enough to not get what I was telling him, and what I told him, I said, you are not broken. And he was like really taken back, and I said, um, you know, that, that, you do not have a disease, it's a behavior. And he kept calling himself an addict and then he goes like, Yeah, that's right, I'm not an addict He goes, It's just a behavior and he's like holding his joint like you know, and but when Andy and I walked away, um it was really kinda of cool. And uh so anyway, I wanted to sort of promote uh, recovering from recovery. It's a new blog, so recovering from recovery dot com and there's a chat room I think people are even skyping um... it is troll free there are no trolls it is monitored by um... blogger mfc66 who I met originally on the stinking thinking blog and I think in the community uh... there was a community room at the stinking thinking blog sort of at the height of it uh, that blog which by the way is up and running again there are comments allowed to be made it just looks like it's a different format so um, anyway, just want to put that out to you the, to call in. I'm just taking calls today. I don't have any special guest, but I will have Stephen Slate from New York City. is going to be on in two weeks. I think we're going to do it on a Wednesday. So two weeks from today, we're going to have Stephen Slate, who is with St. Jude's Retreat, and uh, yeah. So I also got to see him in New York and visit with him in the city. It was really fun. Uh he was another person who really helped me uh understand the different ways that people uh, can get help nowadays and how he got help through St. Jude's and how they're revamping their literature and writing it so that they're just taking out more of the 12 step stuff. So um hey there keeper. Hey guys in the guests in the chat room, welcome to the show again, eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven. So why would you need another blog for ex-steppers? Uh, I was recently contacted by uh, a guy who's a therapist in West Hollywood who is very, very interested in having a meet-up for somebody who no longer finds 12-step supportive uh, anymore for them. And so hopefully I'm going to meet up with him uh, sometime in the next week. I really look forward to it. Because one of the things that I felt on my trip, I just came back from working on my film on the East Coast and I I visited Gunther and met him for the first time in Massachusetts and I went to New Hampshire and I met blogger ETP uh, in New Hampshire and I met Gabrielle Glasser who's writing a book uh, and um, she's written about a few of us and what has been discovered going on in Alcoholics Anonymous Um, so who else did I meet? I went to Across from Stepping Stones, Diane, who lives across from Stepping Stones, who's having a really big problem with uh, a non, I guess, you know, they just never got things legal over at Stepping Stones, which sounds more, just some more of the Bill Wilson type of deal. Uh, They never got a a philanthropic uh, permit to have build a museum. On this very very private quiet uh, area in Katona, right next to um, Bedford, where um, unfortunately Miss um, uh, Mary Richardson Kennedy committed suicide, and and I did put something up on my blog about her, and really directed it to um, Robert F Kennedy Jr. Just stating, you know, there's other ways the other ways to get sober. Maybe not everybody wants to stop for life. Maybe uh, everybody is an abstinent, and, and I think that we're at a time that this really needs to change. I don't think that. Um, hey there, cool. You said, "Cool, nice to see you, Keeper. Nice to see you typing and with one finger." Um, so I, if nobody's going to call in, what I'm going to do is just going to talk. Hi, Amy. There's Amy there in the chat room. Uh, I had such a wonderful time with Amy Lecoy down at the uh Santa Monica and I told them about our little run in with the uh they were calling themselves hobos, not homeless, and uh we let them know that um they maybe didn't have a disease and they actually were both really interested in a smart recovery, so maybe I need to get the address of the meeting and the times I can put those on those pamphlets and uh, I made a joke about having a meeting on the grass there with them and uh, teaching them about these other things uh, would be quite fun so I got all my books out and I want to talk about my favorites that uh, have really helped me and the first one I would have to say was Amy's From Death to way Part uh, Amy Coy's book um, it's available on Amazon it's available on her website uh she's creating some new things. Uh, if you go to From Death to I Part, you'll see she put up a new video explaining what she's up to. Uh, her book was uh, very important for me because I read the story of uh, somebody who was very young, even younger than myself, who was dropped off at rehab at age 13 and then was in and out of those rehabs and A for 20 years. And by writing the book and doing self-care, um, she... Uh wish oh, you so funny. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Uh, you know, um, that she actually stopped drinking. She was drinking very heavily. If you read her book, uh, it's very touching. It's an easy read. And uh, it's very affordable as well. And, uh, you know, you get that it did not take dogma. It did not take her going to meetings it didn't take her turning her life and will over to a sponsor um having somebody else tell her how to live her life she did it by this uh, self care and um and yes keeper just wrote Amy's book is so valuable and that's true because it's a very different kind of book and so that's uh, i would say my number one favorite Uh, Amy Lee Coy's book. I want to say that for parents, "Addiction Proof Your Child" by Stanton Peel. Um, He wrote the seven tools to beat addiction. Um, I didn't read that one, but this one I did read, and I just think this book is really, really awesome. It's also available on Amazon. You can buy new, it used, find it at the library but addiction-proof your child, a realistic approach to preventing drug, alcohol, and other dependencies. And the other thing is that, you know, maybe your kid or a loved one has already gone down this road or is starting to do this, um, but you can, you know, switch roads and not keep going down that same road. Um, that Anyway, so addiction-proof your child is one of my favorites. The next one that is a super favorite of mine would have to be Hank Hayes' book called You've Been Lied To. If anybody wants to call in and chat about anything about the blog, Recovering From Recovery, or any books that have helped you, uh, please call in at 818-475-9211. That's 818-475-9211. I'm doing a shorter show today, just 45 minutes so, uh, okay, You've Been Lied To, The Untold Truth About Mainstream Alcohol and Addiction Treatment Programs, and The Secrets on How to Eliminate the Problem for Good. So Hank Hayes, when I think he found me on the radio here last fall, yeah, I think it's been not long now, I was very excited because one of the things that made me so mad about AA were the lies—that's well, all the lies that are read at the beginning of all the meetings, and I've come to find out how actually detrimental um, that kind of reading done over and over and the brain listening to that, you know, you are like men who have lost their legs and that you're diseased for life. And, you know, it's really, I mean, I did a couple of shows about tearing up Chapter 5. And the further I get away from it, you know, the more I see really wrong with it. Uh, the um, So what he does is the beginning of the book Is he exposes all the lies? He did a lot of research. And then he, in the middle of the book, is his program, which I've done, I believe, three shows with Hank Hayes, so you can take a listen to those older shows. And we'll have him on again. And then the back is our stories. Really, really, and they're nice stories. They're just really short and to the point, and uh, very, it's just refreshing for me to hear other people's ways because, to be really honest, I didn't know that anything else existed before three years ago, which I think is a travesty. I think it's criminal. I guess it's not criminal, but (laughs) it felt criminal. when, If you have somebody you love, like a son or you have a parent or you have um, a mate, a lover, a husband, a wife, so many people know somebody, and I think it's a shame to think that uh, that what A is that AA is the only way, and it's not the only way. And not only is it not the only way, but people do not need to go to meetings. People do not need to go to rehab or treatment center to stop drinking or using drugs. It is the, the biggest lie. It's become a billion-dollar industry. And, uh, you know, I just see the bloggers. Let's see what they're saying. Oh, my God, you guys are awesome. Uh, you know, and Keeper, you know, I wanted, I'm just going to talk directly to Keeper now. She's in there typing in the chat room. Is I finally uh, began to edit and log all of my footage, my dear. And I'm telling you, I looked at your stuff, and my editor was just blown away by um, by your story and by your interview. So I do hope that we can catch up, you know, maybe visits, you know, sometime uh in the next few months. Uh, I think you're still out there in a different state, but um I really really appreciate the interview that you gave. Uh it was so incredible and authentic and honest and anyway, uh very very important. So I want to thank you again for that and uh you know, you'll get to see it once it's you know put in the film. I'm probably going to make a trailer, and in a couple of months have that out and try to finish the film by the end of the year. The next book that uh, what was a book that this is the stuff that Gunther told me about was Albert Ellis. I didn't know anything about these poor guys. were at it for like so long, and uh, oh, you're gonna let's see, what did she say? Let's see, tell me when I'm in Reno. Are you still in Reno? Okay. Uh, Well, if I come through that way, I'm going to let you know, because I might be traveling to Colorado to do an interview. Uh, 818-475-9211. So this book is called Rational Steps to Quitting Alcohol by Albert Ellis and Emmett Velton. They're both PhDs. And when AA doesn't work for you, that's like at the top of the page. And um, Rational Steps to Quitting Alcohol and let me see when this book was written this book was written way back in 92 can you imagine that i mean you would think that somebody would want to have a show where they would talk about all these great other other ways so i want there's a paragraph in here that i like just i got to read for you. it's about the disease thing because that's what these hobo guys in santa monica were calling themselves but And both Amy and I were telling him, you know, you don't have a disease, it's a behavior. You know, if you call yourself, oh, you know, you're an alcoholic for life and you're, you know, an addict for life, it's not true. This is what it says in his book. This is under denial. If a disease caused your poor behavior in the past, why would a disease decide to stop doing so now? Well, because now, knowing that I have a disease, I can take responsibility for my own behavior from here on out. Or I first have to admit I am powerless over my disease, and that gives me the power to take responsibility and control it now. These arguments seem illogical to many people. What kind of disease could make you drink until you find out you have it, and then If only you accept your powerlessness and higher power will let you take responsibility and control. What disease knows that you have now made a pact with the higher power and that it had damned well better surrender its power to make you powerless and submit to you and the higher power? The answer is that this is a special disease made up for the occasion and useful in reducing self-blame. In 1935, when AA adopted the idea, it was distinctly better than the idea that heavy drinkers were morally defective. In this book, however, we will describe a much more honest and useful method to to ward off self-damning. So basically to me what it's saying is can you imagine I have cancer and then if I go and I surrender um, that I have this and that I'm powerless over my cancer that then I'm going to be healed. So, you know, I would just say it's uh, not a disease. The newest thing that I've kind of gotten into and been doing some research is harm reduction. And very often when people... I didn't know what I thought of when I thought of harm reduction. I didn't know anything about harm reduction. Harm reduction came about, um, from my understanding, first with needles and with heroin addicts and reducing the harm that they made to themselves by using dirty needles, and thus, and there were places where they gave them clean needles, right? But this is about drinking. And Donna Cornette, I've had her on twice. I love her. She's the founder and the director of Drink Link Moderation, programs and products so go to a drink link moderation and she has a seven week program to safe social drinking how to effectively moderate your alcohol intake and you know from my money this these are the books that need to be uh... I, I know that we have smart recovery we have secular organizations for sobriety we have a life ring um, and we have women for sobriety what am i forgetting right now but Back to this, moderation, the first time somebody gets into trouble, and if they're treated like an adult, which most people they're dealing with are adults, if they were treated with respect and said, do you think you have a problem? No, I don't have a problem. I just drank this one time, and I got a DUI. Okay, so maybe, and they tell them they're in denial. But in her book, um, she has a reasonable you know, approach to it, and then if you want to, she's very reasonable too, if you want to uh, talk to her on the phone weekly and have coaching sessions, she has a program like that. And, oh, let me see, I before I, I had um, Mary Ellen Barnes and uh, Ed Wilson on from Non-12 Step a couple weeks ago before I went back east, and they are in Palos Verdes, and they also have a very good program uh, that either you can go for abstinence or you can go for um, moderation, and that's for non-12-step uh, at Mary Ellen Barnes, Dr. Mary Ellen Barnes, and I'm going to have them on again, and Ed Wilson, so no no relation to Phil um, Wilson by the way. Hi Gunther, how was your pizza birthday party? I uh, hope you had a good time uh... How is the pizza in that part of the country? I, I didn't notice any pizza places, so you got to tell me is it any good? I did not have any pizza on this trip. I can't believe it, but I did have amazing spaghetti with Stephen Slate down at um... Oh, 23rd and Broadway in Manhattan. One of those Food Network guys opened an amazing marketplace. So. I'm going over, for those who just logged in, please anybody go ahead and call in if you want to talk about your favorite books in ways that helped you that were uh, not AA, oh, okay, 5, 818-475-9211, 818 if you want to call in. So I'm going over um, what has helped many of us bloggers when either leaving uh, or left AA. I think Gunther, right for you, you left by doing all these books, so you were kind of by yourself, right? Weren't you? Rather than uh, were the blogs? Did they exist? Or did Ken Reggie and some of those people have blogs back back in those days? I would actually love to get a hold of him. Uh, he'd be a great guy to interview. So the rational steps to quitting drinking was just amazing. You know, to just find uh, somebody who wrote a book about this. So long ago, God bless him, and I did contact the um, Ellis Institute, and I'm going to interview the gentleman there was very, very excited. The Ellis Institute is in New York City. One of the books that I have, but I haven't read, um, is Tom Horvath's book. He is the president of Smart Recovery, and he is the owner and founder of Practical Recovery, which is a for-profit, whereas Smart... And if those of you are just listening for the first time, Smart Recovery, along with SOS, are probably the biggest uh, free self-help support groups in the United States and throughout the world. And so his book is called Sex, Drugs, Gambling, Chocolate, a Workbook for Overcoming Addictions. And it is big like a workbook. And this is not something that I've read through already, but I've interviewed him a lot and He's just a really brilliant guy, and the people that are working down in his uh, treatment uh, treatment center are also very, very respectful and very brilliant. And I just felt sane when I met him last year. And, you know, anyway, so this is another book, Sex, Drugs, Gambling, and Chocolate. Um, I didn't read it, but I love Tom Horvath, and I love, you know, that that's out there. The other book is Unhooked by uh James Christopher staying sober and drug-free. And this guy I interviewed him. He's he's absent a very long time. He's been through it all, I'm telling you. He really uh he really you know created something at a time when I'm sure he was very very alone. And he's I loved the meeting. Um it was only an hour. And it just was really refreshing to sit with people that didn't have you know sort of mind games and making up what you had to do to stop and what it you know when he's got himself involved he definitely he's in um prisons, and i you know I talked to him I said, "Well, you need to get into colleges, you know, forget the prisons they we need everything to be into the prisons, but you know a focused on the prisons for years." And Papagino's Pizza is awesome. Oh, is that... Gunther is talking about this pizza party that he went to, one of the chatters. So uh, was that in your little town where we were uh, when I came to visit you? And uh, Gunther gave me an awesome interview that I'm going to use in my film. And... Next time if I... I don't think I'm coming back to that part of town. But I might come back to Boston. I really liked Boston. Uh, and it was really fun to take the train. It was really fun to take the train. So Unhooked, it's a nice thin book. And Jim Christopher, if you want to start an SOS meeting, he can send you a like a binder, a starter pack, and just find a place. And you can have a new meeting. Um... Let me see. How You Can Change Your Drinking. And this is Harm Reduction by Kenneth Anderson. Ken has a show on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday night. And I love to listen to his shows. I have grabbed many of his guests uh, and asked them to be my guest because he finds great people. I'm going to see who's on the line here. Hi, caller, You're on the line. Can I have your name? Hi, it's Gunther. Hey, Gunther. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be home. What are
2: we... We're discussing different books people should read?
1: Yeah, I know you've read a lot of them. So, I mean, I started out... I've read a few. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your favorite?
2: Well, I think... Let me see. The small book by Jack Trimpey was was the icebreaker for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... That's a real harsh criticism of AA. I don't know if you could call it harsh. It's a deserved, (laughs) deserved criticism of AA. Another one is uh, How to Give Up Alcohol and Be Glad You Did by Philip Tate. Mm
1: -hmm. How how do you spell his name? Philip, what's the last name?
2: Tate, T-A-T-E. Oh, okay. And he, it's a little bit redundant. He runs you through the same thing a couple times during the course of the book. Mm-hmm. But um, it's in order to teach it to you thoroughly. It's uh, basically REBT and smart recovery techniques to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one.
1: What? what tell me um, the title again. It was long. How to give up alcohol?
2: Alcohol, how to give it up and be glad you did.
1: Okay. And be glad you did i love to find out about these new books you know
2: by philip tate
1: okay philip tate t-a-t-e and he taught you r-e-b-t
2: well i learned a a bit more about it from that book but i had learned a bit from jack trimpey's book you know i do a rough version of our r-e-b-t um
1: so can and you explain that if somebody's somebody out there listening it doesn't know what um, R-E-B-T is, Gunther?
2: I don't know if I can because it's trademarked. Really? I don't know if I can go into a, a deep discussion about it. Yeah, it is trademarked.
1: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Mr. Trimpey is, is really uh, protective of his his copyrights and stuff like
1: that. Oh, okay. I so, didn't know that. I was really being kind of genuine. I didn't I didn't realize that. Okay, so we'll, I'll have yeah, you Yeah, so if, maybe... if
2: you want to learn about it, the best way to do it is to pick up his book. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I bought or his newer book, though. any of the other though. Rational Recovery. Yeah, Rational Recovery 2. Yeah, I mean, I bought his newer book, but the small book sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I should get a hold of that one.
2: The small book is uh, definitely a different, Jack Trimpey. He's changed over the years a little bit. It's Mm -hmm. um, it's a very good read. It was just blew the lid right off of AA for me, and it was undeniable when I read it that this guy was speaking the truth. You know, wow. That that I was in a cult. You know,
1: wow. I think I need to. I need to go see him. I think I need to interview him. I'm going to call him up. Um, Okay. Would you have another another book?
2: Well, another one you've probably seen the commercials on TV are the Alcoholism and Addiction Cure by Chris Prentice.
1: Right, right. How was that That's one? That's a
2: pretty good book. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. It, it's um, it's about developing personalized recovery programs. Mm. It it's, it really focuses on developing an individualized program for yourself. But then again, it's it's really kind of. A lot of it has to do with, like, Chinese medicine and stuff. You would really have to have a, a bit of money to be involved with.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the overall overall ideas in the book about, you know, that you're not powerless mm-hmm. and that uh, individualized treatment is the way to go mm-hmm. is very good stuff.
1: Do you think that in my film there's a place for him in that, even though he gets a lot of promotion because they have a lot of money? Because I see the ads, you know, on TV here in L.A. Do you think that it's it's needed in my film?
2: I think it would be a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I know AA people can't stand the guy because he Mm -hmm. says cure. Right. You know, he's and basically his cure is to believe that you don't have a disease.
1: Right. You know, that's,
2: that's the cure right there. Um
1: I, I love that. I, it's like when I interviewed uh, the woman, um, Michelle Dunbar, from St. Jude's, and, you know, even Stephen Slate was saying it to me, but it was nice to say it in person to me when I saw him, you know. And it was like, well, we're not a treatment center, and we don't call it that because you don't need treatment when you don't have a disease.
0: <laughs> I,
1: right? I thought, I thought, oh, man, I love that. I, I think that's that's pretty awesome okay maybe I'll give them a call and they're close to me they're in Malibu um now i was asking you before you got on the phone here when you were putting this together and so it's like over 5 like 5 years ago were there blogs and chat um
2: i think i was i was i think i had read a little bit and worked on trying to develop my own ideas before i really ran into the orange papers. I can't give you an exact date when I first found them. Yeah. But um I think I was already kind of getting ready to to make the big change before I started blogging.
1: Mhm. You know. Well, wow. and, and what and I
2: did was I just it was really simple. I it, I don't know how much time you have left. If I could just take a minute.
1: Yeah, you have time. Go ahead. Yeah, I have 14 minutes, so go ahead talk about it.
2: I just made lists out of life categories, you know, um health and wellness, friends and family, you know, and I used this thing called the wheel of life to make the lists. Mm-hmm. Just different categories of life, and I listed, you know, what the problems were that I was having in those categories. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of a never-ending task to try to, you know, get your life together. Life throws us curve balls and Right. Things keep coming down the line, but um, but that's what I did. I, I listed the different difficulties that I was having and I made attempts to try to, you know, rectify them.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
2: Alcoholics Anonymous doesn't tell you any, a damn thing about, you know, what are you going to do because you're having a hard time paying your bills or, you know, what are you going to do because you're so impulsive, you keep you know blowing the rent money right you know stuff right. like that right um, and these are you know things that were contributing to to my alcoholism
1: mhm
2: because i just wanted to run away from it all because i was i guess you could say i wouldn't say my life was unmanaged unmanageable it was it was poorly managed
1: mhm and mm-hmm. i was trying
2: to run away from it you know so i wanted to drink to run away from it
1: well, were you turning it over to God and then that didn't ha- and didn't work?
2: <laughs> oh, Monica, I,
0: <laughs>
2: I turned it over to God for years and he never answered. I Now I'm a borderline atheist. He you know, did
1: that to me. I know. It's so funny. When I was reading that post that you did on recovering, no, maybe it was on Orange Papers where I saw it, but it was really I, great.
2: I did a recent Orange Papers post, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, Amy and I were talking about you and your writing, and I, I still think that, you know, you just write this called the Slim Thim Recovery Book from Gunther. (laughs) My way, maybe someday. My way or not the highway. You know, maybe my way might be your way, but you know, it's. I think it's so interesting because I know you were a person who was of faith and you went to church and. But even myself, you, you couldn't get more spiritual, and now that word is a little bit ruined for me. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it really it, it tainted uh, the, some of those words and the way that people look at stuff. And I, even myself, you know, was on my knees, you know, praying and go, remove this from me. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so ridiculous. But now there's so many 12-step programs. I mean, you go to... You know, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, and there's three or four spin-offs of that one, you know, because they're so rigid about, I mean, the things I hear from people in Hollywood. And then there's, you know, Debtors Anonymous and Shopaholics Anonymous and Under-earners Anonymous. Even Harper's wrote an article about under-earning because some, one of their small, you know, I guess they're not the main editor, but, you know, one of the contributing editors was like, went for research and then oh found that it was so helpful. And I'm like, you know what, guys? Like, this is not the answer. These 12 steps, like, regurgitated every shape. I, I just, I don't know. I um One of the other books that uh, I really got a lot out of that is not this kind of book, but it changed me, was called Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples by Harville Hendricks. And the reason i you know, I actually brought it up on recovering from recovery because this book addressed the way we talk and listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was about 15 years sober, and uh, or maybe a little longer than that, and had been trained, if you think about it, you were really young too, uh, you know, that I talk first and you listen to me and then you talk about you. <laughs> You know, when I was growing up as a kid in New York and I had really good girlfriends and friends, we didn't talk like that. You know what I mean? But after a long time, yeah. Gunther, if people like if you tell me, you know, that your father beat you and you are a thing and I just go, Yeah, that happened to me too. My father hit me in the head and you know right. and, and this there's no healing there. But if I listen to and so I was really like shocked. The therapist was like, I know you know that you're in the program, but you know, there's a new way that you guys need to talk to each other. And I was like, really? And what was that? Well, you're going to listen to him, and you're going to mirror what he said, so we know you really heard him, and you're not going to talk about yourself. And I was actually happy to learn it, but as I learned it, I really saw something about AA People that was a real turn-off. What do you think about that?
2: Well, um, geez, I don't know. I don't
1: know. Um, I mean, did you find... I I was
2: kind of thinking that... I was... Oh, geez. I I
0: was
2: kind of thinking that... (laughs) Go ahead. But when you were talking about, you know, how we talk at each other, Mm
0: -hmm. I
2: was thinking about what you know, the selfish program and how it was, and I hate to say this because it feels so disgusting to say it, but it was all about me, 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 Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know, Mm -hmm. so when I, when I would talk to people, it was, I was so self-absorbed when I was working that program,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I I'm kind of ashamed of it, I
1: guess. Yeah, I'm so glad I got out of it. Right, right. And I think I uh, feel embarrassed, although at, at that point, which was a long time ago for me, 15, my son is 22 now, so he was like two years old when I was starting to do this work, that I changed. And there was a level for me of deprogramming that went on while I was in AA, so I wasn't there drinking all the Kool-Aid for all those years, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then it went on to another level of when I began, so as I changed and read this book, Getting the Love You Want um, by Harville Hendricks and actually did the marriage counseling with the with the therapist, that when I would hear other people and watch the dynamic, I began to judge it and say, this is sick, you know what I mean? I didn't sit there and go, like if I was in a meeting and somebody shared something like really horrible, I didn't talk about myself first. You know, I addressed that what they had been through was hideous and how sorry I showed empathy. And that's what was lacking, which I think has gotten really lacking. So if you show empathy, uh it's a it's a sick dynamic where at least in smart, you're gonna have a crosstalk, and you're going to have people engaging in a more natural way, you know?
2: Yeah, I think I think you're right.
1: And then when I did the rage work, then I went into the meetings and I said, these people are fucking crazy. And if they don't learn <laughs> how to, you know, if they don't learn how to release their rage and blow off steam, that, I mean, you can listen to the show that I did with my friend it was an early show about rage you're going to drive your truck intentionally into a tree when you're 22 years clean and have worked the pro that guy worked the program through and through he didn't like miss a step or a beat and was of service you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but there were no tools like this these tools you're talking about with the wheel of life you know and looking at each area but we do need to learn how to blow off steam in a healthy way or it's okay to be angry, you know. It's not okay for me to scream at you, you know. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, you were in and out for, what, some 18 years?
2: Yeah, I recalculated it. I think it was more like 16 years. Okay. Maybe 18 with all the breaks and, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh That's a I long think I'm
2: gonna
1: say 16, sixteen. Yeah, okay, sixteen. Okay. It's a long time. It was a, definitely a, at
2: least sixteen.
1: Right, it's a long time. So tell me, like, did you ever get to a place where you you learned how to deal with your anger? You know, while you were going to AA meetings before you I, left?
2: I think Well, I think that just kinda of came naturally after I left. Uh mm-hmm. I mean I I used to have a real serious anger problem when I was drinking. I was I was an abusive asshole, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But without the drink and just because of the years without it, you know, I'm pretty mellow now. You've met me. I'm mm-hmm. just like
1: I know. It was great to meet. Kind of
2: laid back. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't flip out anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't
2: need to go to any classes to to learn how to stop flipping out. It just kind of happened, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: I needed them. I needed the rage therapy with my therapist. um you know it's it's been a good show. I didn't know how this was gonna come out. I'm sure glad you called in. I'm glad you went and had your your pizza birthday party. So how far away was this place that you went to from where you live?
2: Oh, it's just about fifteen minutes. We went over there and had some pizza for my brother's birthday. Mhm. it was a pretty good time. We didn't stick around too long, though.
1: Right. That's good. It's good to get out. Thanks for
2: asking.
1: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, it's – so any last book that uh, I got to put in my uh, couple's guide, anybody out there in a relationship, uh, this book is absolutely awesome, Getting the Love You Want, A Guide for Couples, the Harville Hendricks book. Really, really special. Um, It's really special in a very different approach. Oh, here's the other thing that it said that really shocked us it said that we were here to heal each other, Gunther. And you're always told in AA, like, oh, you can never help your own family, you know, and you work your program yeah. and she works. Like there's always this individual, you know, we're all so separate and split and you do your thing, and I. that's not how people live. And it's very unhealthy, and it's not realistic. Uh, and so one of the things that, you know, he his belief was that, we attract people into our lives that can heal help heal the childhood wounds that you have if you have you know serious issue stuff which certainly um we did right but um it's better to think that we're here to help each other and you know and that we can and we can we can help our family i i did help my son you know what i mean that nobody right. should be throwing their children. Like you know, we Gabriel and I went to a meeting in Jersey, and you know, I couldn't believe what I heard. You know, for half of the meeting, they all got off themselves and were talking about their niece and their nephew and yeah. And I threw them out, and you know, and I I was horrified. I was just like, it you know, seems, <clears throat> go ahead.
2: It seems at times like they hate their children when you yeah. hear. AA members talk about their kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It seems like they they just can't get along. They hate their guts. I don't understand it. I get along really good with my kid. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you get along really good with yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do. I do now. And, uh, I mean, I there was a period where uh, I think AA was causing a real problem. Um, they were in that early teen stage, and I still was uh, believing the lies. You know, I was believing... Stuff that was told to me by therapists, and that was not true. And so, you know, well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Gunther, so much for calling in. It was great to meet you. It was great to talk with you. on your show. Oh, you're welcome. All right, I'll see you soon. And I want to thank everybody for coming and stopping by. Uh, I see that Danita, hey, the Danita, you're out there. Um, I'm gonna. The show is ending in 45 seconds. I'll be back in two weeks with Stephen Slate from St. Jude's Retreat. He's really coming out of uh, New York City. He has an office there for their program. And next week I'm going to upload one of uh, the favorite shows or a show where, uh, you know, we think it was a good one. And it was great to see you, Amy, and great talking with you, Gunther. And we'll see you all next week, but there will be a live show in two weeks. All right, everybody, good night. This is Monica Richardson for Blog Talk Radio and Safe Recovery. Good night.